Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show, Sean Dollinger. He's the founder of Plant X, the digital face of the plant-based community. An entrepreneur with the keen ability to take an idea from conception to successful execution, Dollinger has an incredibly diverse background in all facets of e-commerce. Plant X is Dollinger's passion project and a way to give back while focusing on something that he truly loves. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thanks for having us, Vanessa. I'm really excited to talk to you today because one, just being in the fitness industry for the last 19 years, I'm like a constant guinea pig and I'm always looking to optimize and experiment with different things. And then two, right now, just with the climate of the world, I think everybody is looking to optimize their immunity and their health. So I'm really looking forward to diving in. Thanks so much for making the time. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. So Sean, let's talk, let's, let's dial it back a little bit and talk about how this idea came to be. So you have this really diverse, so I, in your bio, you know, you have a, you allude to, you know, that you're a serial entrepreneur, but you have a background, you started a pizza business, a taco business, a fashion business, a telecom business there. It's, it's all over the place. How did you come up with so many concepts and start so many different businesses? And then how did that land to you starting Plan X? Yeah, great question. And uh, thanks again for having us on uh, the show today. And yeah, it goes back to even when I was 15, really wanted to uh, go out there and uh, make some money. And I still remember cleaning dishes at a Chinese restaurant and uh, taking the owner's car and jumping in and at 15 years old without a driver's license. So, you know, right away, I had that taste of wanting to be out there and get out there. And, uh, you know, then I started a whole transition into specialty e-commerce. So even though I was in telecommunications and fashion and all these different types of industries, when you uh, scale it back and when you really do a deep dive, it's all about specialty e-com. And, you know, even if we look at companies like Zappos, right, uh, they were kind of at the forefront of a billion dollar purchase X amount of years ago by Amazon. And uh, that's the only thing that I believe that could overcome companies like Amazon. You build a community, like you know, around like-minded individuals, and then uh, you know you gear up for, for success. And that's what Plantex is all about. It's about bringing a community of like-minded individuals who just want to explore plant-based living. We're open to everybody. We don't judge if anybody had steak or fish or anything the previous day, they're still welcomed in our community to come and learn and, and be part of it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm actually, <laughs> that's a question that I had for you. Like, what does plant-based mean, right? Because a lot of people are like, does that mean I'm a vegan if I'm plant-based? It's kind of, is it a softer, non-judgmental approach? Because I've I've tinkered with, like I said, many different diets and, and ways of eating. And then it literally got to the point where 
I was reading, if you were vegan, then you, it's not just about consuming animal products, but it's anything that is even, that was derived from an animal and you have to soak your nuts and make your own nut milk. And I went down the rabbit hole. So how do you handle the rules, right? I think so many people are focused on the rules. How do you handle that at Planet Yes. And that's the problem with the word vegan. And that's why we really stick to plant-based. And it's pretty unbelievable. I go down to Los Angeles every second week and San Diego, and they're supposed to be at the forefront of this whole plant-based movement, et cetera. And I go into so many restaurants and nice ones and, you know, a whole, a whole bunch of restaurants where you'd think that they know what plant-based living means, even though they're a mainstream restaurant. And it always shocks me to see people not really truly understanding what plant-based is. I say, hey, I'd like to do plant-based or vegan. And they say, oh, okay, so eggs are fine or you know, dairy is fine. And you know, it's a, it's a choice we all make. And that's the thing that we're all about. We want people to feel comfortable. I find if you go cold turkey and you make massive changes and that's why so many diets fail out there. And I've been in that kind of uh, you know, space where I used to weigh 60 pounds more than I do currently. And 60 pounds when you weigh 220, not 300 or 400, it represents about 30% of your body weight. And I tried everything in the book. I never really wanted to be as heavy as I was and the education wasn't there. So what we're really about is we want you to feel great about yourself. And we want, if you want to explore the plant-based lifestyle, giving you the tools to success. So if you want to try it out just for your lunches, if you just want to try it out for your dinners, come over to Plantex and we're happy to help you guys out. And that's really what we're about. We don't want people to feel exactly what you said, like, what are the rules? We don't have rules. We want everybody to just do what they'd like, but for us to act as a resource based on their curiosity. Well, I love that. I think it's a lot more welcoming because it can be really intimidating for somebody that's looking to optimize, but then they get so stuck on the rules of like, I'm good if I do it this way or I'm bad or a failure if I, you know, do it this way. So I love that you break it down like that for, for consumers. And Sean, can you share a little bit more about how you got turned on to the plant-based lifestyle and what that meant for you? I understand that you, you know, had this transformation, you had this weight loss story, but like, how did you get turned on to this and what were the steps that you took to become plant-based? Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, my whole background is in specialty e-commerce. My previous company went from, you know, 6 million to over a billion dollars, but you know, we never felt like we were really giving back to society, you know, and I kept thinking, do I start a charity? Do I start getting involved in different groups? But then I'd only be touching certain individuals. So then I started reflecting on how could we actually make a change in the world? And honestly, there's nothing better or more rewarding than being able to provide people with a longer and healthier and better quality life on the planet. So if we start working towards that, I started thinking to myself, how do we go about using my expertise, my 20 years of e-com experience to build out a specialty e-com around that? So for me, it's been a journey for about 10 years. Like I said, over those 10 years, I, I, I lost 60 pounds. And um, during that transition, you know, some people said, oh, go gluten-free. But then if you actually start looking at gluten-free bread, half of them are filled with things that are absolutely terrible for you. So just because you think a certain lifestyle 
or what you're being told is the right thing, you need to take a step back sometimes and look what truly you are putting in your body. And I know it sounds kind of funny, but really listen to your body and see how it feels. And sometimes you might, you know, need something like, uh, I don't know, fish or, or, you know, so I'm a strong, strong believer. And don't just follow one thing, try to make up your own mind on, on what works well for you. So two questions. One, how did you go about monetizing this idea? So yes, you're giving back and that you're, you know, providing people with a resource to improve their health and fitness, but this is also a business. So how did you go about taking that idea and then monetizing it? So at the end of the day, I don't love to just be a specific brand. It's a very hard war to win out there. So if we look at companies like Beyond Meat, Impossible, The Very Good Butcher, Modern Meat, and there's going to be another hundred that pop up over the next two years, how do you win that battle? It's a very difficult one. So what we do is we act as a platform. We want The Very Good Butcher. We want Beyond Meat. We want all these products to sell on our platform. So that's why we refer to ourselves as, um, you know, your one-stop shop for everything plant-based, for example. We want you to come explore all these brand new products. By the end of next year, we want to have over 300,000 products. We went public in August of 2020. So that was extremely recent. Uh, Today, we actually announced our OTC listing, which means we're actually trading in the U.S. as of today. And, um, you know, that allows us to have uh, stock, uh, which allows us to have a share price, which allows us to acquire other like-minded companies. So just last month, we closed on the largest plant subscription company in the UK and Europe. And believe it or not, since COVID, plants and plant subscriptions have absolutely exploded around the globe. So Katie Cooper wrote an amazing book that's on Amazon currently. And she joins our team and she is now essentially the president of the whole division of the whole plant-based subscription side of things. So not only are we bringing a whole wealth of knowledge going out there, spreading the word, but we're also acting as a marketplace for anybody who's looking for any type of plant-based products, new and exciting ones from Oatly to, um, you know, modern figures. There's so many different oat milks out there and all these cool and innovative products. So we want people to feel comfortable when they come shopping that they are getting an actual plant-based product. I love that because you're thinking on a macro level and you're not limiting yourself. There's so much more opportunity there for expansion. It's so funny that you mentioned oat milk this morning. My son was making fun of me because I told him I had purchased an oat milk. I tried a new oat milk and I thought it was kind of runny in my latte. And this morning I was so excited because I got my regular oat milk and it was nice and creamy. And he's like, mom, is that what you get excited about your type of oat milk? And I'm like, well, when you say it like that, um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's really interesting what you brought up about the plant subscriptions. That's really interesting. Do you think that that's in, you know, because of COVID that that's been accelerated, the uh, popularity of these pan, uh, plant subscriptions that they, you know, are bringing the outside inside that they want a little bit, you know, t- to improve their quality of life to people that are restricted to apartments? Like, what is that based on? Yeah, 100%. Like, I didn't even know about this before we started speaking. I had a, a friend of mine, Benji, 
call me um, and say, Sean, you guys got to get into uh, plants. I'm like, plants, what are you speaking about? And we added that whole section to our website, which was really cool. And then we kind of say, uh, half jokingly, uh, Bloombox Club UK has put the plant in Plantex. And we see that uh, plants act as filters in the home uh, for the air. They do a better job than anything, which is quite unbelievable. And then uh, they come with a whole, because Katie's background is she's a psychologist and there's a whole thing about taking care of a plant. So all these things I, I really didn't know about, but I could tell you their revenue went from a couple million dollars to $8 million to next year, um, $20 million. So it's uh, pretty epic what's taking place in the plant space. Uh, and yeah, it was new to me. That's really wild. It just goes to show that there's so much opportunity out there that's uncovered. I mean, who would have thought that that would be such a huge opportunity? So Sean, how do you get in front of consumers? How do you acquire consumers? How do you get your brand out there and get in front of the right eyeballs? So we have a fantastic SEO and technology team led by Yosef Adelman. And Yosef is truly one of the most remarkable SEO experts I've ever met in my life. So like I mentioned to you, we started Plantex only in April, the website launched April, 2020. And uh, for your readers or for yourself, you could take a look. If you type in a broad search of um, vegan meal delivery Canada, it doesn't get much more broad than that. It's not like vegan meal delivery around the block from your home you know, it's very broad match here, vegan meal delivery Canada, you'll see that we already appear number one organically. And what, does, and what that means is that Google is already recognizing us at the forefront of this whole plant-based movement. And as time goes on, as they see us as the dominant website in the space, we will slowly but surely take over the keywords for all these different plant-based products coming out there. And that's one of the ways that we go about it. And the other way is by offering incredible service. That's what Zappos built themselves on. The whole thing about customers come number one. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to make people feel extremely welcome. They go share the word. Because think about it, if somebody's trying plant-based living for the first time and they get a product that's terrible, doesn't taste good, right away they're kind of like, plant-based living's not for me. However, if you knock it out of the park the first time, like you just said, there's some oat milks that are fantastic, some oat milks that are mediocre, you go ahead and you push that incredible oat milk that makes that latte taste almost better than a dairy latte. At the end of the day, you've now captured that customer for life. So that's exactly what we're after. How much of your business is focused on actually educating consumers? Because like we discussed in, or earlier, I feel like there's so much confusion around plant-based and vegan and all these different lifestyles. And what does this mean? And what are the benefits? And like you said, there are, you know, you could buy, I mean, listen, potato chips are vegan, right? So <laughs> there's, there's so many different variations of what's, you know, quote unquote, healthy um, plant-based diet and what's not a healthy plant-based diet. So how do you focus on education for the consumers? Yeah, you hit it right on vegan, plant-based. You could definitely eat unhealthy. It's not automatically you go to it and all of a sudden you lose a ton of weight necessarily, but I could guarantee you, you feel much, much better 
you know, regardless by cutting certain items out, whether it's a, a change just for a little bit or for the long term, you know, you'll absolutely feel uh, so much better. All the people that I've uh, spoken to who've made the transition, but, you know, we follow in the footsteps. I still consider us a technology company. And if you look at Apple, $2 trillion market cap, most valuable company in the world, you look at Tesla, you look at all these incredible technology companies, they started with education at the end of the day. They started their showrooms. I still remember before anyone even knew what Tesla was at Fashion uh, Island in uh, Newport Beach. I'm like, wow, this is such a cool showroom. And they did things differently. And we're following in those footsteps. We just announced our flagship location in Squamish, BC. Felt that's the, the true roots of plant-based living out there. And we have the most unbelievable 15,000 square foot uh, location, which will act as an education center as well. So uh, our staff will be extremely educated around plant-based living. And we want everybody to be like, wow, I used to come here for this and now I'm trying this. And it, it really does taste unbelievable. So that's one. And then we um, just announced our US location as well in Hillcrest, San Diego that will act as our e-com distro as well. So we're, uh, we're kind of copying the, the experts out there on, uh, on the whole education front, but I believe educate, take a consumer in, make them feel welcome, knock it out of the park the first time, and you've got a customer for life. And you're moving at lightning speed. Jeez, I feel like this is happening so fast. Like there are so many new developments, acquisitions, new locations. I mean, how do you stay on top of it all? How do you balance like your personal life with, you know, running such a huge business that's growing at such a rapid pace? That's a great question. And I'm sure as uh, you know, you can attest to or have heard, 20 years I've been at it, I haven't taken a single day of uh, a vacation. I don't know what a vacation is, but does that matter? No, because I get to travel to the most incredible spots on the planet and make it part of an integrated lifestyle. So I don't work nine to five. Some days I get going at 5 a.m., make sure to always mix in uh, a good workout. Uh, you know, I, I tell people, they say, hey, what do you do? I say, just get out there, sweat a little bit. You'll see it'll really help you out in your, in your day, get your mind to where it needs to be at. So I really try to make that part of the routine, but it's all about team at the end of the day. Our uh, CEO, Julia Frank, she's going around telling the story. She's allowing me to really develop the e-com, which I have the experience on, have fun calls like this. Then we've got Alex Hoffman, CMO, uh, essentially, uh, you know, was there from day one, creating the website, putting her heart and soul into it. And she's done an absolute phenomenal job. I have so many people coming up to me saying, wow, this, this e-commerce company, this website, this marketing I've never seen before. And she's beyond talented. And then we've got Lauren and I could keep going on. Lauren, our CFO takes care of all the financials. So none of us need to worry about that. So I guess what it comes down to with that little recap is about having an incredible team and putting your trust in them. Because if they can't do what you've brought them on to do, you, it'll be impossible to get to where we have in just a few short months. And how do you go about acquiring this talent? Because just in speaking with so many entrepreneurs and people that run businesses, it's like the people are the most valuable asset. And 
sometimes acquiring the right talent is really difficult. You know, it's not as simple as you put an ad on LinkedIn and then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have this great talent pool that's going to, you know, align with your mission. I think sometimes it's, it, it can be very challenging for a lot of businesses. So how have you gone about that? So I do things a completely unique way. And I keep being told that, what do you mean? <laughs> this is how you do it. And we bring on individuals to run the division like their own company. So, you know, for example, we just acquired Bloombox UK and their background is a lot of banking. And at the end of the day, they're so used to when there's an acquisition, okay, guys, we're meeting, here's the agenda, everything now falls under Plant X and we bring it all under Plant X. And what I see it as is we acquired a company because they're healthy, because they're doing an incredible job. And then our core team, which I had mentioned a little earlier, myself, and then who acts as my right-hand person in the company, Alec, we then act as a resource for that company. I bring my 20 years of e-com. They're converting at 1%. My websites you know, typically convert at 4%. We then give them the tools needed to be better at what they do. Same thing, the acquisition of the 15,000 square foot location in Squamish. I don't really know about running a brick and mortar restaurant, cafe, food truck, bar, but Corey, our partner, who's done an incredible job over the last seven to eight years, knows exactly what to do. But now we want to incorporate a pop-up store, introduce new and cool products. So it's all about what I believe, hiring someone, trusting them, and you'll know immediately if they're the right fit. After a couple of weeks, if there's no progress and there's a lot of talking, you know they're not the right fit. But if you see changes immediately, you know they're the right ones for the job. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time letting go of that control because they have such a strict vision in their mind of what that brand is going to be and 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 what that's going to look like and a lot of people that I've I'm talking about from personal experience of working with particular entrepreneurs it seems like it's hard to you know they they spend a lot of their time kind of overseeing every single department to make tweaks based on their knowledge or their vision instead of letting people run with it. So is letting go of that control difficult for you in any capacity? Yeah. So when, when I went public in my last company, like I said, brought it from 6 million to 1.3 billion in a year and a half, I would read every single email that came into the company. I would go through every order in the company. And I still do that to do spot checking and make sure that the mandate set out. It's not like uh, I, we hire someone and we just let them run. There are provisions put in place with goals in mind. Do we micromanage those goals? No. And someone told me this three years ago, and it's probably been the hardest thing to adapt and learn how to do. But as I do it, it's allowed me to grow at an accelerated rate. And when I look at people like Elon Musk, he's got to follow this uh, method in order to do what he sets out to do, which is uh, exactly what you just said, where the funnel is going in a downward motion, you know, where you're an entrepreneur, you're starting a business, you're micromanaging. So you're telling everybody what to do, always going from up, your management's telling the, the lower party and it's going in, in that funnel direction. 
if you flip the funnel and people come up to you and report up to you, all of a sudden you have this directional movement in the company that actually allows you to breathe, open up your mind and succeed. So, you know, if, if your listeners, viewers, et cetera, could start grasping that concept, which when I first heard it, I'm like, what in the world does this even mean? And three years later, I'll tell you, that's what allowed us to uh, go from $0 in April to over a hundred million dollar market cap already and uh, be able to do two acquisitions, more things in the works and uh, revenue, hopefully that'll be second to third largest in the whole plant-based space in the public markets by uh, the middle of next year. I think that's an amazing accomplishment and, and I have to agree with you. I think that sometimes like these entrepreneurs feel like, you know, by having the control, it's going to come out the right way because they have this vision. But I think sometimes it ends up being a bottleneck because every single decision needs to be run by this one person and things can't move fast enough. Um, so how did you create, when you were thinking of Plan X and you were coming up with this concept, how did you come up with the branding and the values and the mission of the company? So right before we, we jump into that, one back, uh, I just wanted to make sure I covered one point that you brought up earlier about talent. So the way that I kind of hand off responsibility where I'm not micromanaging, et cetera, is we can't afford salaries like Google and Apple out there, right? We do have options now. So if somebody believes in the plant-based space and they join us, they get upside in their stock, which is phenomenal, but they're taking a massive pay cut. And the reason why they're doing that, even though COVID has changed the times where there's no mandatory requirement really to be in offices, et cetera, we let people feel free and people love that. And that's how we've been able to get the incredible talent that we have up to this point. But uh, back to um, back to your, your next question about um, the branding, et cetera, I, I cannot take credit for what anyone sees out there other than the mission of what Plant X set out to be, but Alex um, Hoffman is absolutely phenomenal, our CMO, and she's more than a CMO, and she's been doing a great job in taking that concept that I spoke about earlier with the funnel, where now social media reports up to her. You know, the PR company um, that we work with, they then report up to her, and all of a sudden, she has these 10 different branches reporting up to her, and if she hired the right people in those 10 spots, then that becomes an extremely strong foundation to keep building off of. So um, I set out on a mission to allow people to live healthier, longer, better lives, because nothing would be more rewarding than hearing that. And we've just put together a phenomenal medical advisory team, head of cardiology at Stanford University, head of wellness at Stanford, uh, Paul Gross, uh, autoimmune specialist here in Canada. And you would say to yourself, you just started in April, why would these people wanna join your company? And they already see what the vision was that was set out by myself back in you know, December, I came up with this idea and then it became a reality in April. And like I said, we went public in August, uh, but I, I definitely can't take credit for uh, the marketing and everything that's out there. I, I definitely uh, tip my hat to the team on that. I mean, it just sounds like there's, this is just like a series of wins. Have you had any failures in businesses of all the businesses that you've started? Have you had any like gut punch moments? 
I think uh, some, and I get asked the question quite often, and uh, the restaurant industry is not an easy industry, uh, especially in Canada. In the U.S., they allow it to be a little bit easier because your servers, et cetera, get paid uh, in some states $4 an hour, and then it's blended with the tips. In the restaurant business in Canada, minimum wage, $12, snowstorm hits, minimum four hours for everybody in the restaurant. It's a very hard business. So uh, the taco restaurant that I was in, even though it was a phenomenal idea, might have not been in the right location at the right time and educating a consumer that perhaps didn't know what we were serving. So there's always uh, challenges. One thing though, if it was my only business at the time, I think that I could have still made it a success because I would have thought outside the box. So one thing that I have done that I probably could have done a better job is spreading myself thin. So right now, Plant X is my main thing. I put in you know, 50 to 80 hours a week, live and breathe it. We'll do anything to get the word out there. Uh, and then the most important thing that I've learned is, believe it or not, I had a pickup and delivery company of anything. This was when I was 19 years old ended up having about um, eight drivers working for me. And we would pick up, we'd make uh, agreements with restaurants to do their deliveries for them. Fast forward, 21 years later, mix in a, a smartphone and a bunch of things, you have Uber Eats and you have Uber and all of these things. I still remember 19 years old or 18 and we had an entrepreneurship project and I came up with this whole idea about uh, connecting with taxis. And I was told it was the worst idea ever. And then at uh, 16, I was told it was the worst idea to stream videos online. And then we have Netflix. So it's all about timing at the end of the day and sticking with your idea. That's the best thing that I could say out there. When you come up with a concept, you take a chance to go out and do your concept or idea, stick within it, believe you in yourself. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you'll be successful at the end of the day. It sounds like you're an idea factory. Is it hard for you to control yourself to just be committed to one project right now? Because I feel like the way your mind works, it's like the ideas keep flowing. And it's I, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. spreading myself too thin. I I get really excited about things and then I'm like, let's go. And then all of a sudden it's like 10 o'clock and I'm still on my computer and my kids are like, mom, are you serious? You know, so how do you like control yourself to not keep moving with these new concepts and new ideas. So if you met me five years ago, I was all over the map. My mind always flew all around and then finally got to take a company public. And uh, I'm not sure uh, if you know this, you probably don't about me, but people, when they're growing up, they're like, what do you dream to be? Some people dream to be athletes. I was loving baseball, got a baseball scholarship, really loved doing all that. Uh, people uh, want to be pilots, uh, a whole, whole bunch of different things. I always wanted to be CEO of a publicly traded company. And when I got that uh, dream come true um, in 2016, in March of 2016, it allowed me to funnel my energy into then going ahead and allowing my mind to work on all these different acquisitions. So if we fast forward to Plantex, even though I come up with all these new ideas all the time, now I get to funnel that energy into this monster that we're creating that's gonna be, uh, I believe, by far my most successful company. Uh, not only am I the most passionate about this one, 
but I believe it's something that's here to stay. Plant-based living, people wanting to take better care of themselves. I think Peloton has done a phenomenal job in what they've built. It's allowed people to connect, be able to have excitement out of working out. And that's what we want to do on the whole wellness and taking care of yourself and what you put in your body as far as quality and energy and everything else. I love it. I mean, it's a very altruistic business because not only is it a business, but you're also helping people. And when you firmly believe in that, especially by having that personal connection and that personal success story, it makes you want to spread that to other people. And you're just so bought in. And I think being the leader of the company, it's like, that's the biggest thing. You have to be completely bought into it. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. I know you are a super busy person moving at <laughs> lightning speed. If somebody was looking to connect with you, Sean, or they wanted to find out more about Plant X, how could they do that? They could uh, either email me, Sean, S-E-A-N, at plantx.com. I even go out there and put my phone number out there. Feel free to give me a call, 604-355-6100. And I'm always available to anyone who's uh, curious or anything else about the company or what we do or just about living a better life. Thanks so much. Okay, have a good one. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.